Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. So excited to be here. We are celebrating today. It is the eight-year anniversary of Thriving Entrepreneur. That's right. The first full week of December, eight years ago, we did our first episode. For those of you who have never heard us before or didn't hear some of those earlier episodes, feel free to go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio. All of our episodes are there and I'd love for you to hear some of them, um, as well as I'm more than willing to allow you to laugh your head off when you hear, um, you know, some of the crazy stuff and, and how far we've come and how much more nervous I was, especially in that first one uh, with my special guest, Jenna Sword, and some of the amazing people that I've had those first few weeks, as well as throughout the course of all of this eight years, and most importantly, you. The show wouldn't be any good, it wouldn't be worth it, wouldn't be worth doing if it wasn't for you. For you being here with me, for you listening, for you thriving in your life and your business. I do this because, yes, it's my guilty pleasure and I have a lot of fun with it, but I also do it for you. I do it so that you, too, can live as a thriving entrepreneur. So today is our superhero, superpower, super celebration as we celebrate our eight-year anniversary, I've got two really amazing guests that I'm so thrilled to bring to you. Uh, one really great book and a really good friend of mine who is both of them changing the world, doing lots of super cool things. So this is a little bit different of an episode. I am going to talk more. Sorry about that already. Um, tell you some fun stories maybe over the course of life, maybe even the last eight years of the show and uh, you know we're just gonna kinda dig in together as we have our superhero superpower super celebration here on thriving entrepreneur are you ready for that well let's jump into it so what does it mean to be a superhero um, I was being interviewed the other day by a person whose whole format is to take the whole mythos of a superhero and then define and explain what your superpower is. Who are you? What do you do? What's your superpower? What's your origin story? It was a lot of fun, you know, because uh, some of it I had to think and some of it it was just fun to share stories. Um, many of you know, some of you don't. I've been doing sales and marketing for a really long time. And of course they asked me what was my uh, origin story of my superpower. Um, and it goes way back to when I was five years old. My parents had bought a set of holiday uh, greeting cards and napkins for my brothers to sell. Um, and they were struggling with it a little bit. Not to mention the fact that I really think that in the end they discovered that they really preferred mowing lawns, maybe even shoveling snow, then going door to door and being rejected by people. Um, I, of course, at five, had no idea what rejection was because, you know, nobody ever rejects a five-year-old, right? Uh, my brother was telling me the other day, it was so annoying because they would even tell me, we've already been to that house and they said no. And I'd go up to the same house, the same door, and come out and I had sold them something. Not because they needed it. Sometimes I'd even go to a house where they had already sold stuff or where I had sold them the week before and they would buy another one. Not because they needed it, but because when you're five, it's really easy to be a salesperson. It's so super simple to be a salesperson at five years old. And some of the secrets that we learn from that, we can carry through our whole entire life. Some of the most simple things about, for example, smiling, being happy, thrilled, and excited in life. It's one of the things I love most about the little, little kids um, is that, uh, you know, they wake up happy. 
Before their feet ever hit the ground, they're running. Their minds are racing. It's like through the course of the entire night, not only did they rest and rejuvenate, but their brains went through a million scenarios of ways that, yes, they can drive you crazy, and all the cool stuff that they've got to explore. What is that light socket, and what would happen if I stick a fork in it? I have to try that today. Always keeps us on our toes, don't they? But it's so important that we think back to those days in our life, because very rarely, it happens every once in a while, and it's very sad to see, but very rarely do you see a small child, a two, three-year-old, that isn't just happy and giddy. Now, they have bad moments. They cry. They teeth. They, they have bad things that happen to them, but generally speaking, it doesn't take much for them to get out of it. And then they're back in a happy place, smiling and giggling and, you know, wanting you to do that thing over and over again. You know, reading that same book, watching that same show that you've seen a gazillion times and you feel just a little bit brain damaged every time you listen to it. But every time, it's a new discovery. It's like they've never seen it before and they're just as excited to see it the 2,000th time as they were the first. I love that mindset. And as adults, we need to learn how to adopt that mindset so much more. How to really, truly be able to let the little child in us come out. To go back to those days and see what were the things that you were good at. What were the things that always sparked you, even when you were little? For me, you know, it's always been music. Um, and I suppose maybe even on a lar larger scale, just uh, being in front, leading, guiding, helping um, I've always loved that kind of stuff. I know other kids that are very shy when it comes to public stuff. Their superpower is more like coloring or, um, you know, maybe it's coming up with imaginary stories. You'll see their little brains whirling and then next thing you know, they're going to tell us this story that they've completely crafted in their mind. And to them, even if it doesn't to us, it makes complete sense. It's so much fun and it usually makes them laugh and giggle. What a wonderful treat that is. What a superpower to be able to have had yesterday be a horrendous day and go to sleep and pop up out of bed smiling and ready to take on the day. Each of us could learn a lot from that. So what was your superpower when you were a small child? What was that thing that you did? Was it sales? Was it talking? Was it just being cute? Was it singing? Was it laughing? Was it telling jokes? I remember when my oldest, when Emily, was was very, very small. Um, one of her favorites was Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. She didn't totally, she wasn't old enough to really understand Fozzie. Definitely none of his jokes. But she loved Fozzie. She thought he was hilarious. And she would say things like, Why did the chicken cross the road? Do you get it? Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> it's like... It didn't even cross her mind that there was the setup of the joke and then the actual punchline. It was just purely, you said some words and then you said, waka, 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 and that was funny enough. <laughs> and I love that. I love it when they do those kind of things. Like when my granddaughter said to her mother, Mom, even though you're old, I still love you. What a wonderful way to look at the world. Even though our my daughter was 29 then, even though our 29-year-old mother is so old, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, because she was like 7 or 8 then, so 29 is impossibly old. Um, you know, she still knows how important and special and precious mom is. What a superpower that is. You see, every child born into this world is a superhero. Every single one of you. From the moment you were conceived until this moment. And it doesn't matter whether you're 8 seconds old or you're 800. Okay, nobody's 800 anymore. Noah, you know, people like that used to live that long. We don't live quite that long. But maybe you're 85 or 98 or maybe even 108. You're still wonderful. You're precious. You're a blessing to this world, and you do still have a superpower, a giggly, wonderful smile, a happiness. I remember 
when my uh, grandmother, uh, you know, towards the end of her life, she was in a uh, in a facility, um, a, a nursing home of sorts, and she just had gotten to the place where her mental capabilities were very much less than. She thought everybody that came there was one of her kids from her Sunday school class, even though all of the kids had grown many, many years ago. And she thought everyone was there to visit her. Reminds me of my dog, Mocha, who thinks that everybody in the house or walking by the house or everywhere in the world, you didn't know it, but you're included in this, were put on this earth to rub Mocha's belly. That's what people are for, to spoil Mocha, tell her she's wonderful. And she is, so, you know, she kind of gets away with it. I know, that makes her a spoiled, rotten little brat, but she's wonderful, and she's worth it. And so are you. To be wonderfully spoiled, to understand and know what a precious gem you are, and then be able to clear away the clutter that we as adults have collected, and again, be a superhero, to release your superpower. This year, on our 8th year anniversary, as I have our super celebration, that's what's on my mind. That's what I'm thinking about. How can I help you as we're finishing off 2020, 2022, and headed into 2023? How can we kick the dust off of our heels? It's been a rough couple of years. I remember going into 2020. Some of you probably even heard the episode about having 2020 on 2020. Such a great slogan. I'm sure I was one of about 300 zillion people that did a podcast episode or a radio show or a blog post or even wrote a book on that. But I did as well. Went in with such expectation. And then, well, we all know what 2020 and concurrently 2021 and, well, really kind of 2022 has been as well but it's time to kick the dust off of the past. What's done is done. We can't change it. And maybe, maybe we don't want or need to. Maybe we just need to move forward into the exciting, brilliant, amazing tomorrow that is. But we have to let go of yesterday so we can maximize today and we can live to have a brighter and better tomorrow. That's a super gift that I want to give to you during our super celebration as each of you the superhero that you are use your superpower to change this world in the way that only you can do and you celebrate with me we finish off 2022 strong we go into 2023 in a way that we never conceived even better exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. And we thrive in all that we do with all that we are because you're amazing. You're so incredible. I don't think you know it. I'm not sure if you've been told it. I know for sure you haven't been told it enough. You are a precious gem. Do you know that? You were so, and always have been, and always will be, so necessary, so wonderful, so precious, such a gem, beyond the value of diamonds and rubies and pearls and emeralds, and even rare, precious things that live on other planets that we've never even heard of. Better than all of that is you. You are a superhero with a superpower, and I super celebrate you today. I'm so grateful for this day that we get to have together, for this time that we get to celebrate some books, look at our superpowers, have some fun, laugh and rejoice, and really begin to kick the dust of our pasts off and behind us and move powerfully on purpose, into the bright, wonderful, exciting future. What could tomorrow be? What will tomorrow be? What has today brought? And what, no matter how good or bad it's been, 
is it leading to that's going to make a significant difference in your life so that you can super celebrate, so that you can find yourself here, if you're listening live, on the first week of December of 2022, you can find yourself eight years from now having a super celebration of your eight-year anniversary of the thing that you started the first week of December eight years ago. I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm so excited to celebrate all of this with you. I've got two really special, amazing guests here with you today. I'm so glad, so lucky to know them. And I'm so blessed to be able to present them to you so that they can take that little piece of what they do, share with you their superhero superpowers, and help us super celebrate the amazing, powerful thing that is you. You living and striving to be a thriving entrepreneur. We are going to take a commercial break before we jump into our first interview. So stick around, listen to the commercial, and then come on back and let's super celebrate our superhero power as we live as a thriving entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Today we are talking about our superhero, superpower, super celebration. This is the eight year anniversary of Thriving Entrepreneur and we've got some amazing guests today that are going to share with you their superpowers, their super secrets and help us super celebrate as we thrive in all that we do. With that said, let's not wait any longer. Let's jump into our first guest. Join me in welcoming Grandpa B. Hey, Roland, how you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So your book is called "I'm a Princess." I'm not a princess. I'm a superhero. Yes. So you exactly. got to tell us the story of how "I'm not a princess. I'm a superhero" came about, and then about the book. Sure. So you know, I have I've been running my advertising agency for 38 years, been just going along, and then all of a sudden. My granddaughter was over and my daughter said to her, you're my little princess. And she turned around, put her hands on her hips and said, I'm not a princess. I'm a superhero. And so I sat down and started the book right away. And this is her here. And then this is her sister. So, um, you know, and I really saw that everything led up to that moment uh, when she said that for me to write this book, because the book's all about them overcoming little girls, overcoming their fears and taking you know, uh, on the world and not carrying baggage with them forever. Uh, you know, that's what I really based the book on. And it is uh, the very first of the Mugs and Puddles books. Um, explain to us first where the names Mugs and Puddles came from and then which one's Mugs and which one's Puddles. Okay, great. Yeah, so they're my granddaughters. Uh, Mugs is actually my mom's nickname. Uh, my my When my mom was born, uh, her name was supposed to be uh, Rose Marie, uh, and they decided to, my grandfather didn't like that. So when he filled out the birth certificate, you got to remember this is back in 1940s, uh, he wrote down 
uh, Madeline Adelaide Benson, Madeline Adelaide Law, excuse me. And then uh, my grandmother was so upset she would never call her that. She called her Muggs her whole life. And so I, and my mom was very adventurous, very creative, very uh, out there. So uh, that's what that name coming in. Puddles is just uh, my youngest granddaughter's is like was when she was born. She's a puddle of goose. She had no bones, I feel like. So I always called her Puddles. Still today, I call her Puddles. And so that's kind of where the names came from. And then, but the book, what I really wanted, I, when we went out and looked for books for our grandsons, we always found tons of books on adventure and all kinds of stuff. But when we went for look for our, our granddaughter, it was always about rainbows and butterflies and, and unicorns. So I said, I wanted to come up with something that really helped self-improvement when they were little. And so, it's, you know, we talk about fears like dogs and, and heights and all that kind of stuff. And then their grandma comes in and helps them find their superpowers and once they find their superpowers then they accomplish all that and then they go on i've been doing this with my granddaughters for the last year and it's amazing how uh they wear their capes almost every day so it has a a, a thing in there where you can make a cape and they wear them almost every day and, and they find themselves thinking something they might not be able to go and they go no i have a superpower in that and so if anybody any little kid can find a superpower like mine is art I found mine at 12 years old and it changed my life and supported my family for all these years. Uh, it helped me with this book a lot and it helped me in everything I do when I public speak, I, instead of having notes, I have illustrations of everything because I'm very dyslexic. And so I illustrated that out. So I found that to be my superpower and everybody has their own superpower. And if you can latch onto that, it doesn't matter what goes on around you. You can run back to that superpower and have that superpower get you through it. And it's important to note, you kind of mentioned it, but it's important to note, you drew every single one of the pictures, the cover, all the pictures inside yes. the book and everything. Yes, all the illustrations. It was a lot of fun, like this one especially. This is um, this is uh, Mugs writing, and, you know, they're making their rainbow cupcakes uh, that gives them their superpowers. And so, you know, I just had a great time uh, drawing them and coming up with the characters and putting their personalities into them, you know. And so I wanted to have it be a, kind of an adventure book, but, the, you know, to have a lot of fun with it, lots of color, uh, things that's easy for the little kid to go. But I wanted to at the same time be something that the grandmother or uh, mother or father read with the kids and then shared their superpowers with them too. And said, you know, mom has superpowers. She's a good this. And it doesn't just have to be one. There's a place in the book where they list out their superpowers. And then I have the companion book um, that, which I really love is, the part of, I got it upside down. In uh, here, the first, where you can go in and uh, list all your superpowers out, all the things you love. And it just really helps build them up all the time. It talks about how awesome they are, how beautiful they are. And so if anybody doesn't feel good about themselves, they can take that to the next level. And one of the things that happened to me years ago, there's a place here in town called Morgan's Wonderland, which is a theme park for kids that are handicapped but it's top notch it's just amazing uh, hundreds of millions of dollars have gone into it and i was volunteering there and this little girl came up to me that was in a wheelchair and she had a drool bib on and and she came up to me and asked me if i was a, a, a angel from god because that was her best day ever and i was just opening the door and i just started crying and crying and i wanted everybody to be able to feel that how happy she was in that moment no matter where you're at in life, because we all have different challenges. We all have different things that we're going through. Uh, and some of them will come later in life. Some might not have happened yet. And if we can have that knowledge that we're good and we can help other people and our superpowers might change. I had a good friend that got paralyzed from the neck down and he had to change his whole structure on, on his superpower. And so, and it was something that in his his superpower started when he was a kid, but he didn't develop it until he was paralyzed. So it's very important for us to have that superpower and to ingrain it while we're young before we start doubting ourselves so much. Mm, I love that so much. And getting them young like that so that they can begin to have hope and see how amazingly incredible they are as soon as possible. Yes. Bring them out of the womb the very first day and start telling them they're amazing and just keep telling them that every day. Oh, yeah. We was working with my granddaughters the last year. You can't tell them anything that negative about anything about them or their stuffed animals or their brothers. They stand right up to you and say, there's no, what are you talking about? You know, they're just right there and they don't get beaten down. And I just thought, 
and I, and that's their personality also, but it's just really ingraining that. And they knew, they knew, you know, grandpa, I'm a superhero. What are you talking about? They know that they have that within them and they can pull whatever that's out. And what I really found interesting working with my grandsons also, my oldest grandson's 11 and he can do anything with a ball. He can do, he's on the football team, the baseball team, the soccer team. My youngest grandson, who's right underneath him, that is nine, is not as good as, good with sports. And he came to me, Grandpa, he said, man, I'm just not as good as Paul. And I said, yeah, but you have a different superpower. He says, why? What do you mean? I said, you can tell me everything about a bug, an orchid, uh, the planets. He says, yeah, I can. And he said, I said, that's your superpower. He said, you mean I don't have to have the same superpower as my brother? And I said, no, you can, you know. And so now when he's watching his brother play, he doesn't kind of compare himself. He knows that he has a different talent now. He's on the chess club and he went all the way and came in second. And with all the other grades, he's in the lowest grade and he played upperclassmen in his school. And he's going, wow, I have a, that's a different superpower. Cole can't, Cole's not, not good at chess like I am. So it gave him that confidence that he didn't think he had. So that was real exciting. And of course, as grandparents, we have learned the amazing secret. One of our superpowers is, is that grandkids are a gift to us. God gives your children, children so that they can um, both do all the amazing things that grandchildren do, but also so they can pick on their parents for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I would, I would have had grandkids first and then had my kids second if I could have, because they're awesome. So <laughs> you don't have to discipline them. You can just feed them candy, have a good time. And, and But I really enjoyed teaching them. And the book's really a legacy to them and my mom. And so it's been really great to do that and to have them involved in it and they they have their inputs as i'm going through the books and you know there's uh five or six other ones coming out i'm almost finished with and so i'm real excited and steve's really been a great help you know getting those out and encouraging me because a lot of times you have self-doubt it was hard for me to push the button the first time saying okay it's done because i know someone's going to find something wrong there's something wrong with it but i just had to do it and steve was there to help me keep going so it's been great having you as a partner Oh, I've been honored to help, and it's so much fun. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, just looking at even the early drafts of the pictures, it's like, ah, I want to see this book, you know? <laughs> I want to have my daughters be little again so I can, you know, scoop them up and read them to them. Exactly. Uh, you know, That's awesome. And, yeah. So no, I'm, just, I'm just hoping it goes out and helps a lot of people and, and – you know, because I, I, I work with the youth a lot at church and, and uh, just to see the different levels kids are at. There's the kid that's on the football team that's super confident. And then there's the, the, the other kid that's kind of nerdy and he might not be confident at all. And, and if we can build that confidence ahead of time so someone can add on to it and we don't have to add on to it when they're a teenager because it's so hard to get them out of that funk when they're a teenager. So... Um... Tell me what is Mug's favorite part of the book? What's Puddle's favorite part of the book? And then what's your favorite part of the book? Okay. Well, that's easy, especially Mug's. Because Mug's likes anything that's sugar, anything that has uh, a candy cake. She can eat her weight in that. This is her favorite page right here. Because she gets to eat the cupcake. Uh, the cupcake's done. And she gets to eat it. And then she... It, it's working. She loves how her eyes go this way. And then she gets her superpower. You know, they're working on it and stuff. She thinks that's the greatest. And every time she comes, there's a recipe on here to make the cupcakes. Uh, I got it here. Oh, sorry. Everything's backwards. Uh, and so she just loves that. And she has to come up and every time her and grandma have to make that. Uh, I would say that mugs, I mean, puddles part of it is really, she loves the animals. She loves the, the venture. So hers is the part about where she's teaching her sister to not be afraid of dogs and that the dog's friendly and she just has to be careful with it. And then mine is the last page here, which is the rules of being a superhero. And then also where you get to actually interact with the child and fill out uh, what your what their superpowers are. And then in the, the workbook, you can actually design your own logos, your own capes, all that kind of stuff. So to really get into it. And I was surprised how much my granddaughters really wear the cape and how much they, I mean, they put stickers on it, they've drawn on it, they add stuff to it all the time. Every time they come up, uh, they have it on. And my oldest granddaughter's six and she still is like excited to have it with her. So 
it's it, um, the, you know the whole process of me the illustrations have been fun capturing because i'd see my granddaughters and my mom in those in those pictures and bringing them alive so that's been another fun part i just put the link in the chat for anybody that didn't read it in the description um so you can get the book actually free today again it's i'm not a princess i'm a superhero this book is for girls only, yes. um, although I bet there's a bunch of little boys that are going to enjoy it, too. Um, such an amazing book. Uh, Roland, give us uh, some words of encouragement about what we can do to help empower our children before we end today. Well, it's really being with them. My mom was probably the biggest uh, person that got me through a lot because in the 70s, dyslexic wasn't uh, being dyslexic wasn't really known. And so the teachers. I, I was in a school district, a real small school district. Thought I was retarded. They stuck me in the trailers, but my mom always stood there for me, and she's the one that helped me find my superpower. In fact, we had a guy from the government come to the house, wanted to teach me how to sharpen lawnmower blades, and my mom, so I could have a, make a living someday. And so my mom chased him off with a broom. Uh, but I think it's just really listening, supporting, seeing which each one of the kids need, and then supporting them in there that instead of pushing them into something that you want. And then do not transfer your fears that you have in life onto your children. Uh, my, my grandma, my, my rich grandma, I had a rich grandma, poor grandma, kind of like rich dad, poor dad. Uh, but my rich grandma was always worried about me. And she always told me, I don't know if you're gonna be able to support a family. I don't know, you know, all this stuff. And so I took those fears with me, probably into my fifties. And one day I just said, you know, this isn't my fear. This is my grandma's fear. She can have it back. And I gave it back to her. It was so freeing to be able to do that because a lot of those fears hung on me forever. And so I would just say, really listen to your kids, work with them, find out what their fears are. Sometimes it's just a little tiny thing. I remember my son, we, he was probably 13. We were going four-wheeling and he was in the truck and said, dad, what do you think about drinking? I said, well, I don't drink. And he says, yeah, I think it's kind of stupid. I see my friends doing it and I don't like it. I said, okay, and that was it. And he probably never drank in his life, but it was just that little thing he needed to share with me and get my opinion on. So, but if I, if, you know, if I would have lectured him and said, oh, that's stupid, I can't believe you would even think about that, then he would never come to me again. And so I think it's just really being open to be there. And then, and then, because um, I see sometimes as parents, we get so involved in, we got thousands of things going on, especially if you have a lot of kids, you're, running here and there, soccer games, you know, school activities. Sometimes we're a little short with our kids and there's those moments when they have those brilliant ideas and we just shut them down, you know, instead of letting them grow in it. So, yeah, I know it's hard, but that's, that's what I would say. Get your copy of I'm Not a Princess, I'm a Superhero from Amazon today. Roland, thanks so much for writing the book and for spending some time with me here on the show today. You're welcome. I'm, I'm happy to do it. I can't wait to get feedback and see how people like it. I am so excited. I hope you do get this book today if you're listening live. And if not, whatever day you are listening, do get this book. You need to see your superpower. Even as we super celebrate your superhero, your superpowers, and our super eight anniversary, I hope that you will look at the things in your life that you will eat the cupcakes and release your superpower into the world because the world is so waiting and so in need of you being exactly who you are, sharing your superpower with the world because you're worth it. You are precious. You are a gem. And I'm so grateful to be here with you. We are going to take another commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we celebrate. It's our superhero, superpower, super celebration. This is the eight-year anniversary of Thriving Entrepreneur. And it's also an opportunity for us to celebrate you. To celebrate the amazing, powerful, wonderful, super-powered, precious gem that is you. In the last segment, we were talking about Roland's book, Grandpa B and Grandma B writing, I'm not a princess, I'm a superhero, and their granddaughters and discovering their superpowers and helping young children and young girls especially see how amazingly wonderful they are. And now we're going to move into some more things that help you live a super life. One of those, of course, being our finances. And I have another superhero here with a great superpower to share her gifts with you as we do our super eight-year celebration and talk about her superhero gifts, her superpower, and see if we can help you celebrate financial wellness, financial freedom, and real joy in your finances. With that said, let's jump in to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Tracy Latona. Hey, Tracy, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. And as Dave Ramsey says, better than I deserve. Thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Oh, man. Well, I have the honor and pleasure of guiding people who are stressed and anxious about their finances conquer their money goals. So what I get to do is I get to come alongside people who are not quite where they want to be in their finances, whether they're living paycheck to paycheck or they're concerned they might not be living their values with their finances, help them create new habits and mindsets and behaviors with their money to help them achieve the financial future that they envision for themselves. So basically, practically what that looks like is learning how to budget, having a mission for your money, learning how to destroy debts, because when we're in debt, we're giving control of our own lives to other people, as well as being able to save for our future and for life's emergencies. So that way we have options in our future. That is so powerful. I mean, because everything is money, really. I mean, you know, we uh, we wish it wasn't, but it always is, of course. Um, and of course, you used the terrifying B word about having a budget, you know. <laughs> no cussing, Steve, no cussing. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, it's like, I don't want to have a budget. Um, you know, but Let's talk a little bit about money. Um, what is the one thing that you found that if people just started doing it with their money, they would have, uh, you know, more well-balanced money attitude or position in life? If they're married, communication with their spouse. Seeing eye to eye with their spouse, maybe not necessarily being on the same page, but at least being in the same book as their spouse. Uh, that's probably the number one thing followed, of course, by that B word, by having a budget. Uh, most people think of a budget as a ball and chain or shackle that's constricting, that keeps them from having fun. When in fact, a budget is permission to spend. It's boundaries that you create for yourself with your finances to be able to give you the freedom to do the things that you want to do. Sounds completely opposite of what people think a budget is. But ultimately, if you don't have a plan for your money, your money is going to run you. And Steve, what a lot of people do, what they think a budget is, is they have the list of their bills, 
They know how much their mortgage is, what their light bill is, when it's due and how much. And they pay all that off when they get paid. And then whatever's left over, they go out to have groceries or restaurants, gas. That's their entertainment money. That's a spending plan. Steve, that's what Congress does. For the love of all things holy, please don't be like Congress. The thing that makes a budget a budget is tracking your transactions, tracking where your money is going as it's spent. That way you know whether or not you're in line with your boundaries that you set for yourself. That's the thing that gives you permission of, oh, man, I've still got 50 bucks in my restaurant line item. Yeah, of course I can go out with my friends to dinner. Or I kind of already spent that. I've only got five bucks left. So I might get something off the $2 menu at McDonald's. <laughs> That's what a budget is. Oh, I love that. And I love that comparison to Congress, you know, because they just think that, you know, we'll, we'll just print more money. And so, yeah, if all of us could just print more money when we run out, then, you know, I suppose we could live that way too. Uh, what a weird world that would be. Uh, you know, you uh, brought up. Yeah. They do. It's called debt. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is you have to pay that debt back. You know, I mean, uh, you you get that wonderful credit card and you go out and you get that thing that you don't need. And then, um, you know, and then you get the bill and you're like, I got to pay this back. You know, it, <laughs> yeah, all of us have been through that stage when we were younger where it's like, and now I'm in massive amounts of debt and I have horrible credit because I spent all my money and didn't save it at all. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing about debt, the thing about credit cards, especially is when you have credit cards, when you have debts, you're paying in the present for purchases of the past, which is robbing you of your future. Because you aren't statement. able to make that money in savings. You aren't able to make that money work for you. You're, you're, you're paying back for stuff that you already bought. One of the things, and and you're the you're the expert at this, so tell me if I'm totally off base. But one of the things that I did that was both shocking as well as a really good exercise was I took and I downloaded all of the expenses out of my bank account for you know money in money out all of it, and I put it in a spreadsheet and I started looking at. Um, it was kind of shocking, you know, I mean, it's all those little, well, I'm just going to grab this kind of things that, you know, <laughs> especially when you're not living with the debt, it'll, or with a budget, you know, it'll, it'll shock you the, all the little stuff that you go through. That is an excellent starting point to get an idea of what your spending habits are. It's also an excellent exercise to do to see like what little expenses that have crept in oh yeah, sure, I'll get the, the extra storage for Apple for 99 cents, or oh yes, I'll get the Carrot app that'll give me my weather updates and snarky, sarcastic uh, voices for $2.49 a year. Oh yeah, I'll get this thing or whatever. Benjamin Franklin says, beware of the little expenses because a small hole will sink a great ship. So see what you did is an excellent way to get kind of like that broad 30,000 foot overview of what your spending habits are. Because what happens with personal finance is nothing is going to change unless you change your habits and your mindsets and your behaviors. You can know how to do a budget. You can track your transactions. But if you don't have that self-discipline or a strong enough why it's important to you to follow a budget or have good stewardship of the resources that God has given you, it's not going to last very long. It'll be like a New Year's resolution where by February, you're back to your old habits. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so much about all of those little things. I'll, I'll tell you the perfect story. You'll love this one. When we were going through with my mother-in-law's finances, we discovered that on her phone bill, she had been paying $19.99 a month, or maybe it was even just $9.99 a month, doesn't matter either way, on her phone bill for a princess phone. Now, I don't know if you remember what princess phones look like, but they were the kind of oblong shaped uh, 
back when phones still had cords, you know, for one of the very first of touch tone phones that had been purchased for her husband's daughter when she was a teenager for her bedroom. Now the daughter was in her forties. Are you serious? And so, you know, I mean, the phone itself cost maybe a hundred bucks, $150. Now think about the, even say $10 a month for like 30 years and how much they paid oh. to lease that phone. I mean, then of course they didn't have the phone by then, you know, that's oh, just the perfect example of it. No. Oh man. And so, you know, stuff like that is where, where a coach can come in to, to really help somebody focus on like, okay, so where is my money going first and foremost? And how do I want to make it work for me versus having me feel trapped and scared and anxious all the time? I can't tell you how many times whenever we do our first session, which is putting the budget in place on paper, I use a paper budget first. It's just like, oh my gosh, I have all of these subscriptions. Oh my gosh, we're spending this much on car insurance oh my gosh, I can't believe that we're paying $400 a month for a phone bill. Oh, on paper, my truck payment is $608 and I only have 200 bucks for food. Are you kidding me? It shows where your money is going. So that way you can see what's happening. So that way you can bring that to the surface and make those changes. Mm, I love that. So with all of the people, and this is way too generic of a question, but with all the people you've worked with and stuff, what's the biggest mistake that most people make? Not having accountability. Not having accountability. James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, explains that people who have an accountability partner are 500 times more likely to reach a goal than if they try to go it on their own. 500 times more likely. So I can't tell you how many times I've had clients say, I tracked all my transactions today. Yay. And I celebrate with them. And I'm just, then they say, oh, the reason I did it is because I knew you were going to yell at me if, if I didn't have it done before our session. I don't yell at anybody. <laughs> but they know that they're going to have that question asked of them. Okay. So what's going on? What happened to where you you didn't track where your money was going because that's so important. Um, so they make sure that they, they do it and get it done. And before they know it, it becomes habitual and they don't even think about doing it after a set period of time for them. Mm, I love that so much. So what is, let's be good teachers. Let's give somebody something that they could do right now today. What's one thing that a person could start doing to get their, their finances into control uh, that they could do right now, just at, you know, turn off the show and do it right now. Oh, just one thing. <laughs> just Where do we well, start? <laughs> let's do a couple. So finding that why. Let's do some deep mindset work first. Finding the why. Your what is to stop living paycheck to paycheck. Your what is I want to be out of debt. Or what is having that money in savings or investing? The why is the thing that's going to keep you motivated. That thing that's going to give you that visceral physiological response that motivates you when Murphy shows up on your door, knocks, knocks it down, punches your teeth in, takes you out back behind the woodshed. Your why is going to be the thing that keeps you going. For my clients, I actually just had some clients that graduated last year do their debt-free scream on the Dave Ramsey show. Their why was because they wanted to be cycle breakers and stop the generational curse of being broke. It ended with them. So that way their two kids never, ever have to go through what they went through as kids. That's their why. My personal why is I want to be in a position to be so wildly and radically generous that if somebody is like, man, I want to go on a mission trip to Africa, I feel like God is calling me to that. 
and finances is the only thing holding them back from that, I want to write the check and be like, here you go, do the work God's calling you to do. That's my why. So the first thing to do is finding your why. The second thing is find a budgeting method that works best for you. That's something else that a coach can help you with. For some people, it's an app like the Every Dollar app has a free version, also a premium version. Mint or You Need a Budget, those are all budgeting apps. Um, some people like an Excel spreadsheet. Other people like pen and paper. Whatever works best for your brain, that works comfortably for you, as long as you're able to, once again, track your transactions every one to three days. That's the thing that you can start doing. And then finding that accountability partner. And if you're married, having that conversation with your spouse of, what do you want our future to look like? And shut up and listen. Don't interject. Don't put down your partner's views or what they want for your future. Share what you want as well. And then be like, okay. How do we get there? How can we align our money with that? I love that. So for somebody that wants to work with you, how can they get in contact with you and have Tracy be their coach to help them become financially free? Absolutely. So feel free to reach out at 502-665-1127. That's my my phone number, 502-665-1127. Or you can go to ramseycoach.com, R-A-M-S-E-Y-C-O-A-C-H.com slash golden rose financial coaching. Ramseycoach.com slash golden rose financial coaching. I offer complimentary financial coaching consultations where we'll do a deep dive. We'll get to know each other, build some trust, see where you're at see where you want to be and figure out how to get you there. And if coaching is a good step for that, then we can talk about what that looks like then. I love that. Well, Tracy, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thank you, Steve. It's an honor. I am so excited about the whole concept of all of us, myself included, living in true abundance, true wealth, financial freedom, financial blessings, but more than that, that our lives and our souls prospering, even as we prosper financially. Tracy was talking about the ability to be able to be a big giver, and I love that too. Um, I especially love the, the visual of a big giant conduit. I remember a couple of years ago when I was driving down the road, it was a road I took a lot of times, so I've seen it several times. They were building a new overpass on one of the roads um, over by where I used to live four or five years ago now. And they had this giant metal tube, huge. I'm talking like, uh, you know, big enough that it was literally what they were creating the overpass out of. And, um, you know, it, so you're talking like, think about the biggest, tallest semi and then go another uh, you know, five, eight feet higher than that. Um, and then think about that being a circle. So whatever that would be, you know, 25-ish feet in circumference of that circle. Um, and I looked at that and I thought of uh, the word alveus. Now, many of you, probably most of you have never heard the word alveus. Um, Alvius Internet Solutions is actually the internet company that I started with and eventually I, I bought. I still own the domain name. Um, you know, I'm not doing a lot of hosting these days, but I still own the company. Um, Alvius is a word that roughly translated means wide conduit. And I love the concept of that because back in the day we were talking about, you know, the the widest bandwidth you could get for your internet connection. But I like really equating that to our life in general, especially when it comes to finances. If we look at finance as a wide conduit, in other words, a giant opening with a giant output end too. You see, if 
the output, you know, if in other words you're giving is smaller than you're receiving, it limits the capability of how much can come in on the input side. There's only so much that can flow through because of the restriction of the backside being too small. The same is true in reverse. If the inside is too small, there's only so much you can get in that will go out the backside. You just can't get enough in. The worst of the whole thing is when there's garbage and trash and stuff like that stuck in the middle. And so not as much can flow through because there's a stoppage in the middle of it. What we want to do is be a great big wide conduit so that money can flow through us. And yes, that means that it's in our lives too. But there's a lot coming in and a lot going out. We are a blessing and we're being blessed. That's true abundance. That's really more than anything what I'd love to see for you. What a superpower that would be to be able to generate true wealth and give back and give away true wealth. I was thinking about it today. I was thinking about the movie Brewster's Millions. And I love the concept of rather than, uh, you know, in Brewster's Millions, he has $30 million that he has to spend in 30 days with nothing to show for it. And I was thinking more along the lines of, Whatever the amount is, whether it's $30 or $30 million, having the ability to give people money and just say, I want you to go spend this on all of the things that you never spend money on, whether it be diamonds and pearls or McDonald's, doesn't matter. I want you to take this money and use it to just spoil yourself and your family and have a Merry Christmas and have a great birthday or have a wonderful random Tuesday where you're happy and excited and delighted in the world. I love that concept. Looking forward to manifesting that in my life now that I came up with it. Because God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think. I just thought it up. So even more than that's coming. And I want you to see that too. Because you are a superhero with a superpower and I do super celebrate you because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. Who you are, all that you do, right here, right now, just maximizing while it's called today. I don't know about you, but sometimes I make it too hard. I try to live my entire life in one moment. I try to squeeze in everything that I can dream of doing all in right now, when in truth what I really need to do is just squeeze all of what I can do right now. What's the best thing that I can put my hands on today that I can do to live and thrive and make the world a better place for myself, for my family, and for the people that I've never even met? For you. For me, that's what I celebrate. And I hope that's my superpower more than anything else, is helping you thrive in your life and in your business, that you're happy, safe, warm and loved, and that you live every day as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve, 
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You